Hello and welcome to irishracing.com for another edition of Form Scan. We're here on a Wednesday for a change this time just to discuss the big two days of action ahead of us on the 28th and 29th of December. A lot of grade one action in, across Ireland, both Leopardstown and Limerick, and I'm delighted to be joined by Ed Quigley to preview the action. Ed, first off, happy Christmas. Um, did you have a nice few days? Yeah, happy Christmas, uh, Emma. Happy Christmas, everybody. Yeah, uh, cracking few days, thank you. Uh, the head probably uh, disagree with that sentiment at the moment, but um, no, it's been good fun. Uh, some stunning racing at uh, at Kempton, uh, obviously that that got a golden hour, wasn't it, with Ile Francais, Constitution Hill. Then there was absolutely bonkers King George. You know what was going on? Uh, as somebody back to Tallahoe at eight to one anti post and a real whacker at twenties, I thought I was in a fairly good position. And I still thought it was in a fairly good position uh, when Shishkin departed. And then uh, Hewitt came and uh, stole the show and the gorgeous Gavin, didn't he? So, no, it's just been um, it's been a brilliant few days race, uh, racing. And, as, as of course, the actual Christmas and the presents and the family. Yeah, that's been good too. Yeah, it was a, bu a bumper day of action yesterday, like you said. The King George, probably the highlight for me as well. Um, like Hewitt, what a story. He's just... The gift that keeps on giving for Shark and the team. But I suppose on the topic of three mile chasers, we'll get we'll get straight stuck into it because we've got a lot to go through. Um and I think we we'll probably start with the big race on Thursday, the Savills Chase. I don't think you'll probably see a better eleven declared for a three mile chase, maybe outside of a gold cup. Um kind of everything we could have asked for showed up here. Jerry Clome, Galloping Deschamps, and Fast or Slow, the big tree facing off, but there's a lot more grade one one winners in there as well. Ed, I suppose I'll give it over to you. Um, who's your big fancy here and how do you see the race playing out? Yeah, how it's going to play out will be fascinating. Yeah, tactically, um, uh, we were speaking off air, weren't we? I, mean, I think you're now starting to get the, the, the rains are starting to arrive, aren't they? So, you know, this meeting, which was a blend of good, good and yielding only three days ago, was we were recording this in advance. This could easily be run on heavy, couldn't it? I mean, we're, we're guessing, but the rains are arriving, which is going to have a huge bearing on things. And as you say, it's a deep race. And appreciate it. We won a Supreme by 28 lengths, is 25 to 1. And a Plutar, the previous Gold Cup winners, around 16s. It kind of show you the strength and depth in here. You know me, uh, I'm Team Jerry in, until I need to uh, jump off the, the boat. Uh, Jerry Colomb, the rain arriving is seriously going to help this horse because I was just a little bit nervous. I thought uh, Leopardstown, three miles. Yes, it's more of a galloping test um, than Kempton, which obviously was muted. Uh, but I did think on drier ground, uh, that would shoot, suit galloping the champs natural gears uh, a little bit more. But uh, if this turns into a real battle of wills, I can only see the pendulum swinging in favour of Jerry Kloman. Uh, galloping the champs still got to, in my view, prove he's galloping the champ. Uh, you know, he has lost his last two races now. Now there's valid excuses. You know, he was tied at Punchestown, uh, the trip and needed the run last time, etc., etc. And maybe we're not giving enough credit to uh, fast or slow. Um, perhaps I'm not giving enough credit to Fast or Slow, who's of course come through the handicap ranks and uh, it's just absolutely blossoming in uh, in recent times. And um, in regards to Fast or Slow, uh, to try and sum it quite quickly, I'm not sure he would want the ground to get too deep. Uh, I know it was soft at Punchestown, but um, uh, in the Punchestown Festival, I remember the sun was out, wasn't it, for three or four days and it was pretty nice ground there and uh, the ground wasn't too bad on times when he was beaten a neck by the Grand National winner in the Ultima at the Cheltenham Festival. So, uh, yeah, I'm not sure he would want this to turn into an out-and-out -out slog. So it's a fascinating race. I just love the upside still of Jerry Colom. Uh, unexposed, stays all day. And let's not forget, he took on race uh, fit rivals, didn't he, on his mm -hmm. reappearance um, at Dan Royal. 
And I think in, in the circumstances, it was a pretty good race to see off uh, the likes of Envoy Allen on that day. And uh, yeah, all in all, I, I just think that ground conditions are definitely coming in the favour of Jerry Colomb. Extended three miles here. Won't be doing anything in a hurry. And he'll probably come off the bridle coming into the home straight. But I think Leopardstown's home straight will really suit him. And uh, yeah, I am with him. But look, as you say, I mean, it's an absolute... It's more or less the Cheltenham Gold Cup, isn't it? Uh, in, in essence, it's uh, what well, you have. You've got the first three in the market uh, for 11 weeks' time, all clashing in a humdinger. So, thoroughly looking forward to it. But uh, I'm very much with Jerry Colomb. I think he's got every box ticked here. Ground, trip, uh, still unexposed. I uh, say the rain's arriving, yard ticking over nicely. So, yep. Yeah. Uh, Team Jerry, for me, I don't know about you, Emma, if you think there might be a, a banana skin in here I haven't mentioned, but I'm yet to see one. Yeah, uh, look, I was a massive Jerry fan last year as well. Um, like you said, ground coming up to suit him now. I just had a quick look at the weather before we came on. They're getting rain again today in Leopardstown. I think it's soft at the moment, but they are going to get a few windy days as well. I think I think uh, Thursday is going to be quite windy and Leopardstown will dry out quite quickly. Um, so it'll probably be soft. Not sure will it get heavy, but it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I think that'll definitely be in Jerry's favour, like you mentioned. Um, I don't think that will suit Gallop and Deschamps or Fast or Slow quite as much. Um, just kind of a point a few people are making. Willie, Willie Mullins runners aren't fully firing kind of since the start of the season he drew a blank at Leopardstown on St Stephen's Day which is something that wouldn't happen a whole pile like you said Gallop and Deschamps you think it's just a case he's not himself or do you think Pastor Slow has actually just improved up to his level like I know they they, they discussed changing tactics going to write him a bit more aggressively um are you, are you worried at all about the former Willie's horses at the moment yeah, potentially, I mean, it's twenty-one percent, isn't it, at the time of recording for for the last fortnight? So it, it is. It's not terrible. I mean, by most trainer standards, they'd be uh, uh, pouring themselves a glass of champagne with that type of strike. But I know what you mean. I, I, I wouldn't pay too much attention to that. In regards, just finally on this race, I'd be slightly more worried. I, I know it's been labelled as a bit of a cliche, but did last year's Gold Cup leave a mark? And obviously, Brave Man's Game hasn't won a race since. Hmm. Um, yeah. Gallop and Champs have been beaten in both races since. What I would say, though, is I think Gallop and Champs has, had, uh, has a lot more excuses compared to Brave Man's Game, who's arguably had his optimum on a couple of occasions since and hasn't been able to get the job done. Uh, Gallop and Champs, two and a half mile on return, probably needing the run. And then punches down at the back end of the last season, you know, um, it, you know, coming three weeks after a Gold Cup, it's always going to just take the edge off you. So, uh, Majuri's still out of Gallop and Champs, no doubt at his best, a very high-class horse, but that that aura of invincibility that was once there about him is perhaps not quite there now. And as I said, maybe myself included, we're not giving enough credit to fast or slow, but putting all that in the melted pot, I just think everything's right for Jerry Colomb. And uh, yeah, I don't think he'll, I don't think he'll be far away at all. I think he'll get the job done. Yeah, it'll be, it will be nice to see a young contender coming up. Like you said, Gallup and Deschamps looked nearly unbeatable last year. Thought it was just a number matter of how many gold cups will he win? But look, it's going to be a very, a very, very interesting contest. I don't think I'll probably have a bet in there. It's probably one to watch for me. There's just so many, like, I mean, I think appreciate it's probably overpriced at 20, 22 to 1, but the big three in the market are probably most likely to, to dominate in the at the business end. But look, we'll talk about another grade one on the day. The Jack de Bromhead Christmas hurdle at 150. Um, another very, very interesting affair. We've got last year's winner home by the Lee. Joint favour with Irish Point, the young pretender in the staying hearted division. I was a little bit surprised to see Irish Point declared here. I think Gordon mentioned at a stable visit a few weeks ago that he wasn't too inclined to step him up to three miles just yet in his career. Extremely versatile with trip, one over two mile one last time, beating uh, Magical Zoe, a very good mare, giving her guts of a stone. 
but this is another very, very deep affair, Esther and Falange. I don't think you can rule them out just on the basis of that big uh, second to classical dream in the Punchestown stairs at the end of last season. Buddy won a very progressive handicapper this year. Just give a chance to any all of them in the field. Ed, do you have any strong fancy here? I, on percentages, I would be with last year's winner home by the lead because I thought personally last year's renewal was a lot deeper than this. Um, you know, if you look at the horses home by the Lee beat last year, beat Flooring Porter, Cider Burley. Uh, who else was I wrote it down here? There was uh, Zanna here was down the field as well. There was a, a whole host of, I, I personally think that was a slight notch above. Whether the horse is still quite as good or in the same form as last year, that's open to debate. But uh, as you say, Irish Point, the, the joker in the pack in many respects here is a five-year-old. Um you said, Emma, you know, the, the hurdles track's got quite deep. It may dry out a little bit by the race, but that's got to be a concern for Irish Point. First start up an extended two mile seven on deep ground. Um, yeah. Almost seems a horse, they don't really seem to know what the horse's best trip is. Uh, as you say, it's kind of gone from two, stepped up to two and a half in the grade one at Aintree in the back end of last season and looked very good. Um, then drops back down to two, down Royal. Uh, Gordon Elliott, uh, suggesting they're going to stick to the intermediate trips and then uh, <laughs> here the horse is over three miles uh, on soft ground. So obviously connections have got to Hoopoo as well. So I'd imagine they've got some sort of uh, reference point as to where they are with those two horses in the staying division. So it's a very hard horse to quantify Irish point at the moment. You say on actual ratings, there's not a lot to split a few of these. And Asterian Falange, who is a, a law unto himself, could always pop up and run a big race. So, uh, but yeah, I'm kind of playing the percentages. I would be with home by the Lee. I'd just be a little bit concerned. I, I think Irish Point has got more upside, but I'd be a little bit concerned first go at three miles if the ground is really deep. Uh, that would just be a little worry for me. So, yeah, an original, uh, Emma, but I'll be with the uh, one of the six to four market leaders uh, with home by the Lee to repeat last year's success. Yeah, it's okay. I, I thought his one was actually quite good last time in Navin behind Bob Allinger, considering he was giving so much weight away. Um, like you said, Irish Point, definitely a bit of concern there, stepping up to three miles. He does like heavy ground, but just maybe the, the, the question of getting the trip on that heavy ground is probably there. For me, I think Buddy One is probably at, at the prices a fairly good bet. Um, like he's been so progressive in handicaps last time. Look, he, he ran in the in the against Tupu last time over two two and a half miles. Stepping back up to three will suit him a lot better. Um, I think he's probably maybe a bit of a joker in the in the staying hurdle division this year. I think there's probably more improvement to come for him. Um, yeah, so I won't be ruling him out at, at that kind of price either. But another very interesting affair. Um, to see these this three mile staying hurdlers back out and about. We'll have a, we'll give a quick mention to the one fifteen a beginner's chase. Just quick mention fact to file, who was of course the big talking horse from all the Willie and stable tours last year. Beaten on chasing debut by American Mike. Um, faces some pretty strong contenders here mm. again. Grade one winning novice uh, stablemate, Manella Kakuna, back out. Haven't seen him since he was second to, to classic getaway in Goran last year. And of course, Zanny here making chasing debut, a uh, regular on the champion hurdle. Very close to being a top two-mile hurdler. Um, it, it, this will be a fascinating contest, as I, Ed, I think, won't it? Yeah, you're spot on. In fact, I felt in deep waters here, personally. Uh, I mean, I've just seen the, the market's just gone up. Uh, six to five, factor five. Now, look, horse is thoroughly unexposed. Obviously showed some absolutely cracking bumper form last season. Just get me a little bit nervous at that price. Just There are some, for want of a better phrase, more battle-hardened souls in there, aren't they? Obviously, Zanny here has placed in two champion hurdles. It was uh, 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 on, his, on his best days, a class act over hurdles. I thought Manella Kakuna 
Very interesting. One from one at the track. All the rain that arrives won't be a problem uh, at all, will it, really? You let's, forget, let's not forget this horse won uh, Nathaniel Lacey. Uh, and then, um, of course, in the Albert Bartlett finished runner-up to the nice guy. And uh, as you say, hasn't been seen for over a year since chasing home classic getaway. That form in hindsight looks pretty good. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a fascinating race. Uh, at the prices, I'd, I'd tentatively be with Manella Kakuna. Uh, I think this horse has probably got the most innate stamina in here. Uh, Zana here has always been a horse. When they've tried to go beyond two and a half, I'm not quite sure he's ever stayed. Factor file, as I say, he's still very lightly raced and will have to prove staying is this horse's forte. If the, the ground turns on the soft side, I know Manella Kakuna's been off the track for a long time, but uh, Willie Mullins can get them fit. Uh, Paul Townend on board. And yeah, uh, this horse who's had just a one start over the two and a half miles when shaping like an out-and-out stare behind Classic Getaway. Uh, I think uh, deep ground over 2.5 be perfect for him. So tentatively with Manella Kakuna, but it will be a very informative race. Yeah, I'm definitely with you there. I really like Manila Kakuna and that, like you said, the form of that Goran race is very, very strong. Um, looked really a great at a race and all but name on the day. Coming back from a long break, maybe a slight worry, but I think soft ground, this kind of trip would be right up his alley. Has to give away fitness, obviously, to file and Zanahir have both been out this season already. But like you mentioned, Zanahir, maybe this kind of ground and this trip mightn't be his ideal, especially making chasing debut. But he always did shape like maybe a horse who, who would take to offence quite well. So another fascinating affair. Like it's it's mad that it isn't a graded race considering the quality of horse that's in it. But that's kind of just sums up the, the whole festive period, I suppose. Um, we move down to Limerick now uh, for the for the Faheen grade one novice chase. Yeah. Looks looks a strong contest, even though there's only five runners. Gaelic Warrior, long odds on favourite here. Probably justified, I suppose. He made a really taking impression on debut in Punchestown. Couldn't really done a whole pile better. Um, how, how highly do you rank him among the, the novice chasers this season? Well, as you say, he's had one start as a, a 4-11 favourite, where on paper he had one creditable rival. Um, you know, the way you're thinking, who's uh, in, in the field again today. And... It, 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 I mean, it was exciting, wasn't it? It really got you going uh, for, just as a neutral. Um, had no strong view on the race going into it, but uh, jumped really quickly, gained ground at his obstacles. Funny enough, jumps his fences like he did his hurdles. He was, you know, pretty slick, would often just brush the top of his hurdles, and he was very slick from A to B uh, on his chase debut. It was impressive, obviously. He came home unextended. He's another horse, funny enough, we probably got to put in the... The trainer doesn't know what their ideal trip is category because um, obviously he stepped up to three in the back end of last season, didn't he, over hurdles and looked very impressive. It uh, punches down. Uh, but then after his uh, his chase debut over two, three, uh, Willie Mullins says he wouldn't be afraid on deep ground to run him over two. Uh, I don't think he's the horse is shorter gears. Uh, I think Limerick will suit coming this way round. Um, yeah, there's uh, some very credible rivals on his plate. Obviously, Ilete Tomp. So also got the better of Fasel Vega at the uh, Dublin Racing Festival, etc., and looked pretty uh, smart. It's a smooth transition to the larger obstacles uh, when beating home my lord at Turles not all that long ago. Interesting they stepped this horse up in trip. Uh, maybe we overplay the trip angle too much, Emma. I don't know whether it is just Willie Mullins has so many horses, he's just trying to split them all up. And, uh, whether it's two or two and a half, he's just got to find somewhere to run them rather than run all seven of them against each other. You see what I'm saying? So I wouldn't totally be sure he let a top um, shape like he wanted two and a half miles of soft ground. American Mike has always been the kind of talk course, or at least uh, the English perspective in terms of the, uh, at the Gordon Elliott yard, you know, this has always been the horse we've been expecting 
uh, to turn into really good things. You know, it was a backed into around five to two, you know, going back to the bumper days when chasing home Fasal Vega. And uh, I think it's been turned, it's won, won it one to six, but it's been beaten as a, an odds on favourite on, on about <laughs> three or four occasions. I don't know, but he just seems the horse with this uh, hype machine around him. Now, maybe the horse has turned a corner. Uh, after winning on Chase Davy, obviously beating Factor File last time out. Um, we'll, we shall see what the ceiling of this horse's ability is. I'm still not quite sure uh, I'm able to put a handle on it. But uh, I, I think they'll keep this uncomplicated, personally, with Gaelic Warrior, uh, especially over this trip. Um, bolt, jump off, bolt, bolt along and not try and make this a tactical affair. Last thing you want in a small field on heavy ground is this to be a, a game of cat and mouse. So, yeah, look, looks Gaelic Warriors to lose. I'm trying to find uh, some insightful betting angle in here, Emma, but it's uh, it's pretty hard to, to find a routine. So just very much a watch a brief for me. Uh, but it'd be just fascinating again to see how this unfolds. Yeah, it's probably a fair enough summary of it. It is kind of a little bit surprising maybe to see Alete Tom stepping up and trip. Like you said, very impressive chasing debut with Turles. It'll be interesting to see how Oh My Lord gets on today behind Marine National. Well, probably behind Marine National. He's he was he was um quite an eye catcher in that race as well. So that'll maybe give a bit more insight into that kind of form. Look, I actually think American Mike is a bit overpriced here. I don't no. think there's probably as much between himself and Gaelic Warrior as maybe the market suggests. I was to be honest, I was really taken by his um by his chasing debut when he beat fact to file I, I like you said i think he actually may, might have turned the corner like he was kind of a horse who promised a lot like you mentioned um gordon said they've been doing things a little bit different differently with him maybe he's just got his confidence back i just thought he looked he just looked a different horse to me he finished out his race like he kind of wasn't doing over hurdles i suppose um yeah i think he, he might make this a bit of a race for gaelic warrior i don't think it's going to be the walkover that the betting suggests so yeah looking forward to seeing how it unfolds um like you said gaelic warrior he's a horse who can really go at any trip. Like I say, they wouldn't even rule out the aircraft with him at, at this point in time. But um, like this probably is his optimum. He's probably going to be going for that um, two and a half mile Norris at Cheltenham. So look, it'll be interesting. I think it'll be a very good pointer towards Cheltenham because I think there's three real grade one horses in here. But I, yeah, I, I wouldn't be ruling American Mike out here now at all. I think um, he's probably being underestimated a small bit by the market at least. Um, but look, we'll move on to the 240, the Tim Duggan, the big handicap um, on the card. Um, my computer isn't loading now, but we can have a quick chat about it anyway. Is there anything in particular you fancy it here? Uh, not in the 240, personally, no. I, I thought this was an absolute um, bit of a head scratch, to be honest with you. But I did have a bit of a notebook course for the, the remainder of the card. It's the, uh, you know, myself, there's 11 weeks to Cheltenham Festival and there's a per temps qualifier on the card. Mm -hmm. So um, I've got to be keeping my eyes on that. Uh, yeah, the three o'clock. Farouk Delen uh, runs off top weight uh, with Carl Miller books uh, claiming the seven pounds. Now, I wouldn't necessarily be interested in this horse for this assignment. But as I said, with the aforementioned per attempts in 11 weeks, they could get this horse qualified. It was obviously top four now for the qualification criteria for the festival. And he could start to look dangerously well handicapped uh, for Presbury Park because you go back to his chase form, don't you, a couple of years ago. Uh, in the Brown Advisory, it was last year's Brown Advisory, where he fouled two out, went on the bridle, went upsides the likes of Galliard, the Manil, Long Press, Ahoy Senor. There were some top-class horses in there. He definitely would have been playing a part in the finish. Lost his confidence, lost his way over the bigger obstacles. Uh, he's back over the smaller ones here now. Now he's off one four five coming into this uh, adventure, if you like. His peak chase rating was one five five. Could smuggle him into third or fourth. Um, he's going to get a mark, depending on what the uh, the British handicap attacks is for the festival. He's going to get a mark somewhere 
in the mid to low 140s, you would imagine. Uh, so he, he's kind of 10 to 12 pound well in on his peak chase form. He's not particularly uh, a horse who we've you know got to the bottom of in that sense. He's still relatively unexposed. And as I said, that I know he fell, but that run in itself is a, is a phenomenal bit of form in the context of what these other horses, no other horse in here, be capable of coming to two out in a grey one at the Cheltenham Festival and be upsides Galeard de Manil and non press, put it that way. So Farouk Delens, uh, he's on my very long shortlist um, for per attempts qualifier horses at the moment. I'll just be fascinated to see how he gets on. Put it this way if he gets himself qualified, uh, he's going in my portfolio for Presbury Park. An interesting one to watch. So he's very good seven pound claimer booked as well. Kyle Miller, he looks very, very promising young young lad based with Gordon. But actually, one I kind of fancy here, the West Awake for Edward Cawley, Eddie Cawley. He had a winner yesterday. Um, likes the plot one out for a handicap. Was impressive winning a couple of starts back in Fairy House. Um, and an eye catcher last time as well when stepped back up to three miles. He had been dropped back in trips. So I think going back up in trips, sneaks in here bottom weight. I, I think 12 to 1 it probably isn't a bad price about him at all. But look, we'll move, we'll move on to Friday's racing. Um, A few to get through there as well. I suppose we'll start with Leopardstown. We'll probably start with the big one, the Madison. Um, bit of a surprise here. We see Willie Mullins facing off his two best hurdlers. And um, we've got... We've got uh, Imperial Pass and Stateman facing off for the first time. I don't think this was the plan, well, according to the media anyway, so far, but um, it's good to see them facing off so early. Ed, like Stateman, I presume, will be odds-on favourite. But do you see Imperial Pass can upset him at all? Well, potentially, yeah. I mean, uh, I've seen uh, just a couple of early quotes. I think, yeah, around twos on Stateman, two to one Imperial Pass, um, in a kind of two-runner race in theory. Um you like to think a Perry Pass uh, can give State Man a race. I mean, the, the manner in which Perry Pass just swatted all uh, beside him in the novice ranks last year was quite breathtaking. You, you talk about some very good horses were made to look very ordinary. I mean, Gaelic Warrior was uh, beaten the best part of seven lengths in the Ballymore, of which the former that's looking really deep, isn't it? I mean, the likes of Hermes Allen have come out and won a, a, a chase doing handstands. American Mike, you mentioned, was beaten into a different postcode and has come out. One Master Chewy's one City, even Persian Time, who came last, uh, won a, a nice pot at Ascot last weekend. So, you know, it, it, all his form kind of stacks up. And uh, the jury was out on his comeback, wasn't it? Two and a half miles, first time out, soft ground. Did the did he just get outstayed by the stay? And I think there is a lot of logic in that, in, in regards to Tihupu, that is. Um, Pere Pass travelled pretty much on it a little bit, a little bit keen, um, they almost would like to have kept the lid on him a little bit more, I think. And I do just get the feeling that uh, Tahupu, we know, gets three miles and handles soft ground, just ground him down. This is fascinating coming up against State Man, as you say, he's the he's the model professional in any other era. Um, uh, someone actually referred to him as the, the, the Richard Johnson uh, of the uh, uh, of the kind of the horse circles at the moment, in, in reference to. Dick, if AP McCoy hadn't been around for uh, for two decades, Rich Johnson would have, uh, yeah, had about 20 champions uh, uh, titles next to his name. And I, I kind of laughed at that. And I see what you're saying. Like, state man in any other era who could run to about 166, 167 uh, would be more than a, a you know, a, 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 be a high-class champion hurdle winner in himself. Obviously, in the era of Constitution Hill, that's not happening. He's just a, an absolute freak. But, um yeah, this is this is really is fascinating stuff. So I don't know what the uh, I'm not privy to the in-house jockey arrangements, if you like. Whether by default uh, Daryl Jacob as the, uh, the Simon Manier jockey 
you know, um, has been told to ride the horse and Paul Townend has uh, been told to ride State Mount or who's had the choice or what. But this is a, this is a cracking race. Again, I suppose, uh, in terms of prices, I would have them slightly closer in the market. That's the only thing I would say. I, I wouldn't rush to take twos on State Man because one thing you have got to bear in mind is a pair on pass being only five still does have a huge amount of upside and did shape as though two miles wouldn't be an issue uh, last time out. So, again, it's not a betting race for me. Um, and I've just went in if and Pere Pass, just find a kind of point on the wider point of this. Pere Pass did get absolutely stuffed by State Man. Uh, would it be too late in the day to go novice chasing with Impere Pass? Because to me, he's got like Arkle or Brown Turners, whatever it's called these days, over two, and I've written all over him. See what I'm saying? Whereas it feels almost like Willie Mullins is wasting two of his best eggs in the yard to chase home uh, Constitution Hill in 11 weeks' time. I, I don't know. Uh, look, this race in itself is a big race and it should be a corker. Um, there, there'll be bigger questions to be answered after this. But, uh, yeah, I, I think State Man wins in a scrap. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, fair, it's a fair point as well about Imperi Pass, I think, going novice chasing. I'm um, like... To be honest, I was kind of disappointed with Imperi Pass and Fairy House because, like, like when you kind of hear Willie Mullins is keeping this novice to stay hurdling, like, you think maybe he'll be some kind of a machine over two miles in open company, like, maybe something to rival Constitution Hill, but he just wasn't that, I suppose. So, like, probably is maybe a little bit too late. I don't know, would Willie, would Willie switch him around halfway through the season, but does kind of feel like maybe a bit of a waste if he's going to finish third to Constitution Hill and champion hurdle. But look, I suppose he'll pick up prize money, but is that really what these big owners want to do as well as the thing? Um, yeah, I think I think State Man wins this kind of handily, to be honest. I think he's uh, I think he's the better horse. I, I I'd imagine Town, Paul Townend had the choice and probably picked him. Like he's he's just, like you said, just very very unlucky to be in the same generation as Constitution Hill. Um, like he's he's a brilliant two mile hurdler in his own right. But it'll be a, it'll be a crack, cracking contest. I don't think Echoes and Rain. Um, I, I'd nearly I'd nearly fancy her to finish ahead of Imperial Pass. To be honest, wow. I think I thought she, I thought she ran um a lovely race last time in Pontestown. Um. If, if I saw a market maybe for without the favourite, I, I might back Echoes and Rain if she was a decent price in that. I, I think she's a very good mare, and on her day, like she, she she's she's running honeysuckle relatively close. Um, yeah, I, I I'm just not convinced by Imperial Pass at the moment. I was disappointed by him last time. Um, I think State Man wins this quite handily, and yeah, I think he 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 isn't even guaranteed to to beat Echoes and Rain in, in my eyes. And anyway, I think she's a very good mare, and she's about right at the weights as well. She gets the mare's allowance, and she's rated about seven pounds lower. Um, on official ratings, so. Yeah, it'll be it'll be an interesting contest. Look, I hope Imperi Pass can pick up on the last one, maybe make the champion hurdle picture a little bit more interesting. But I'm just not totally convinced him at the, on him at the moment. And um, but look, we'll move on to the Neville Hotels Novice Chase Grade One race. Um, look, it's a three mile Grade One race, but I think we probably saw the best three mile novice in Kempton yesterday. He was absolutely brilliant, La Francais. But look, there's some very good horses in here as well. Flooring Porter, brilliant, um, brilliant stairs hurdle horse. Corbett's Cross, I think likely to be favourite in this. And Favre de Chamdu obviously was a grade two winner in Punchestown last time. Flying Porter going back, his favourite direction here should be better. Um, mm. Who will be your fancy here, Ed? Oof, this is, uh, again, this is uh, X-Factor stuff, isn't it? As you say, Flying Porter left-handed. Um, he won't be going right-handed ever again. <laughs> Essentially, that's the, <laughs> the bottom line on that, isn't it? Floor reporter, I don't quite know what to make of. I mean, he did jump superbly at Cheltenham. On, I mean, there was a real wow factor about what he did uh, that day back in October. And obviously, Broadway boy uh, on this side of the water has uh, kind of really backed up that form to a large extent by going on and, uh, you know, scoring quite handsomely 
second in two events since. Uh, so uh, that that form does have some robustness to it, if you like. Uh, he's just he's, he's eight rising nine. I can't believe he's going to be getting any better. Is what I'm saying. And I'm, why not? You're not really using Broadway Boy as a barometer of flooring porter in the sense of we know flooring porter's peak hurdle form is absolutely superb. He won two stairs hurdles, but it's is flooring porter then the flooring porter now and. Uh, I'm just wondering whether we've kind of seen the best off Raw Importer and he's not got anything more to give. I could be totally wrong. Um, the, again, we've spoken about ground. Uh, if we, the ground's really riding testing, you think this is really going to play into the strengths of Corbett's Cross, who looks the out-and-out -out slogger, um, doesn't he? I mean, it was it was at Fairy House. Uh, it was about a year ago. Uh, it was a handicap. And, uh, I mean, the ground was almost unraceable over three miles that day. And it, but he just ploughed through the mud and... Uh, he's very happy with that. Um, is that there's still kind of um, what could have been feeling, isn't there, with all the shenanigans that happened in the Albert Bartlett um, when he ran out at the last in with every chance. And look, he's taken defences nicely, hasn't he? Two and a half miles, seasonal reappearance, third behind Grange Clare West, and then uh, up to 2-5 at Ferry House last time out. Thought stayed on, looked to be getting better the further he went over the 2-5 uh, the there, ahead of three-car brag, who's never... Uh, Dower stay and so you think going north for three miles here soft grounds gonna suit Corbett's cross uh, um yeah Favre de Chambdu of course brings good form into this as well from Punchestown um when rather thumping Sandal Clegane which was a horse I thought would actually have got a lot closer to him so um I I'd be nervous if you're a flooring porter backer here on soft ground I think you're against two real teak tough sluggers Whereas I always thought Florian Porter, for all that he won two stairs hurdles, he seemed to come alive when the sun came on his back and a bit of better ground. You know, he didn't didn't win those stairs hurdles just by slugging it out, if you see what I'm saying. He, he, he showed real class and a real zing. He's eight rising nine. So I'd be against Florian Porter and I'd be tentatively with Corbett's Cross. Um, but no doubt uh, the names involved in this, as I said, this is a very good race in itself. They'll be clashing again probably at the Dublin Racing Festival. I think you'll be hearing lots about the top two uh, at Presbury Park in uh, in just under three months' time. Yeah, definitely. I, I'd say this will be a big pointer towards that Brown Advisory Chase. But look, I'm a big, massive Corbett's Cross fan as well. I won't repeat exactly what you were saying, but I agree with the vast majority of all that. You've summed it up pretty well. Um, I think soft ground will be right up his alley. I think this big, long straight in Leopardstown will give him plenty of time to get there. Um, yeah, I thought he was very impressive last time. Stepped up in his um, run where he was behind Grange Clare West first time out. Last The last race he ran in, I think that was really a graded race in all but name. Yeah, I... I I, he he was my big fancy for for the Brown Advisory at the start of the year, and I'm I'm happy to be still be with him. I think his jumping maybe needs to squeak up a small bit, but I think he is capable of jumping better. So yeah, just, sorry, Emma, I was just going to I was just going to say I wouldn't be. Uh, I think he'll comfortably return the form of Grange Clare West from mm -hmm. Nace, and uh, Grange Clare West was ridden very forward over the shorter trip. I'm not sure Grange Clare West over this trip would be able to last as long with those tactics. So tactically, they may do something different, whether they try and drop Grange Clare West in, I don't know. But, um, I, you know, if you ask me, can uh, Corbett's Cross return the three-and-a-half-length defeat, I'd say without any shadow of the doubt. Yeah, there's definitely a question about Grange Clare West as well. I think he was quite very impressive last season on hurdling debut and didn't back that up at all. Um, like you said, I think Corbett's Cross has probably ridden a little bit handily because he didn't jump great and he was a bit keen early on. I think they probably used that as a bit of a learning curve as well. Um, Grange Clare's got the run of it, like you said. So yeah, I can see him reversing that form. Look, we'll just give a quick mention to the 110. It's a good mayor's, uh, mm. mayor's hurdle. Um, Magical Zoe, second in the mayor's novice last year. 
has the penalty here carrying 11 stone tree but there's plenty you could have have a real fancy for edge i suppose anything you ca catching your eye here I thought this was an absolute uh, equine Rubik's Cube, this was, to be honest with you. But, yeah, I mean, Magical Zoe is some very good form, as you say. Um, obviously, bumping into Irish Point could uh, be in being a length and a half by Irish Point could turn out to be um, some very good form, couldn't it, with uh, the benefit of hindsight. Uh, yeah, runner-up at the festival, and Jamie Snowden's mare, who came out and won a listed race since. So, uh, not much to separate these on ratings if you've got to kind of handicap it. I think there's about five pounds separating six mares in here. So I think it's one of those you could throw a blanket over the lot of them. Uh, not a bet for me. I think at the weights, funny enough, tell me something girl probably comes out the best. Uh, but I'd be very doubtful as to whether she'd want um, mud uh, personally if the ground gets deep. So all in all, convoluted way of saying I, I think this is uh, too tricky. So I'm going to sit this one out. Yeah, it's a tough one. I, I actually was very impressed impressed with Hispanic Moon though last time at the John, John Durkin meeting in Punchestown and um, it was her first start since coming over from France just thought she was a big strapping kind of impressive looking mare she was very taking that day beating Sela V look I, I'd fancy her to run a big race here again no prices yet but she'd probably be my pick if I, if I was if I was to choose one um look we'll think we'll try and wrap it up is there anything else kind of over the next few days or in these two days even um that's that you're looking forward to seeing well, I've just got my notebook course in the per temps for Route de Laine. Uh, obviously, um, of these shores, we've got Newbury's Chalo meeting uh, coming up on the uh, on the 30th, which will be very informative. Nikki Henson, a whole host of uh, kind of horses you think are going to be making the, the, the top level. Walking on air being one I've kept in my notebook, uh, who I think could easily be played a part in the Brown Advisory. Um, it makes his chase debut at Newbury. So keep an eye on him. Uh, but then Cheltenham New Year's Day meetings only, what, four days away, five days away. Um, Interesting to listen to some of the bulletins. That's like Bob Ollinger's on the ferry. He's coming over to run in the Rail Keel Hurdle. And it sounds like uh, uh, to Danny Mullins uh, just before Christmas. It sounds like Gala Marceau, uh, a mare who I really fancy, funny enough, for the Mayor's Hurdle at the festival. It sounds like she might be coming over to run in that as well. And you've got Marie's Rock dropping back in trip. That's going to be a spicy race to cure the, uh, the hangover on New Year's Day, that is. Um, if we've got the... Uh, two class Irish horses coming over. And obviously Bob Ollinger, some familiar memories from that track, uh, or the, at least that trip, more or less, when he won the Ballymore, didn't he, uh, a couple of seasons ago. So, yeah, uh, Chowton New Year's Day will be informative. Uh, the 30th at Newbury, very informative. You're going to see some of the, the best of the, the British challenge, uh, if you like. I think Will Mount, uh, who's around 12 to 1 for the Supreme, who won doing handstands on debut for Nicky Henderson, uh, scheduled to run and obviously it's the Chalo hurdle as well so lots of uh, good action this side of uh, the Irish Sea as well but um, the Savile's chase for me that is the uh, the highlight of all highlights cannot wait for that and uh, go on the jury that's all I could say <laughs> <laughs> yeah looking forward to that one as well I'm going up to Leopardstown Thursday to see it live so I can't wait um, just to wrap up I suppose Ed maybe if you have a nap and maybe a long price horse as well um, just to, to give the viewers something to, to look forward to over the next two days. What, right, what, well, I'll tell you what, yeah, today? I mean, well, I'll go with, yeah, Jerry Colomb at my nap. Um, keep Farouk Delen the eye catcher. If that finishes in the four, I think he's a bet for the per temps because I said I think he'll get to the festival with £10 in hand on his peak chase rating. Um, and if you didn't want one for Chal Cheltenham in New Year's Day, Springwell Bay. Is entered in the rail kill hurdle against all those aforementioned horses. I think they'll swerve that and go the handicap option. Uh, in the old famous colours of Blackjack Ketchum, won it the last Chel Cheltenham meeting. I think he's a sneaky one uh, for the stayers hurdle personally. And he's entered in the three mile handicap. So uh, Springwell Bay, New Year's Day. My eye catcher for Rook Delen, uh, Jerry Colomb uh, to win the Savile's Chase. That's the, uh, the Christmas nap. <laughs> 
<laughs> looking forward to that one. So look, I, I think I'll give uh, Corbett's Cross to win the three mile novice in Leopardstown and my long shot maybe West Awake in the Potemps qualifier. I think he's around 12 to one. So he's one to look out for as well. So look, hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoy the content. Um, and if you want to have a bet over the next couple of days, make sure to gamble responsibly. Happy Christmas and have a lovely new year. Thank you.